The Great Wall of China, one of the famous wonders of the world, attracts big flows of tourists, both from inside and outside China each day. Its original builder is one of China's best-known figures, dating back over 2,200 years ago. He was also the first emperor of China, known as Qin Shi Huang, who built the Great Wall to prevent invaders living on the northern border from crossing over. The Qin dynasty, he founded, only lasted 15 years, but the emperor achieved quite a few extraordinary achievements within that short period. Hello, welcome to Makers and Shakers of Chinese History. I'm Mark. Born in 259 BC, Qin Shi Huang's birth and parentage are shrouded in mystery. Legend has it that his mother, Zhao Ji, used to be a famous concubine of a wealthy merchant named Liu Bu Wei, who befriended a prince of the Qin state. Liu later gave out Zhao Ji to the prince when she got pregnant. Zhao Ji soon captured the prince's heart and became his concubine. She gave birth to a baby boy named Ying Zhang. The prince believed the baby was his own and passed the throne straight to the young boy, making him the king of the Qin state in 246 BC when he was 13 years old. The teenage king was later known as Qin Shi Huang or First Emperor of Qin. First thing on the list that you need to know is that he's the person who finally ordered the construction of the Great Wall. Before the early 3rd century BC, what is now known as China was nothing but a number of warring states. At the age of 49, Qin Shi Huang unified ancient China and became the nation's first emperor. During his lifetime, the first emperor of Qin was constantly at war with nomadic tribes located in the north and northwest of the country. In order to keep them from invading the country, he ordered linking up the walls previously built by the warring states of Zhao, Yan and ex-Qin, seven years after he unified the nation. The three old walls were reconstructed and connected by the new parts built among them. Nearly a million labourers made up of soldiers, captives of war and alleged criminals got involved in the construction. It took about 10 years to finish the construction of the Great Wall, which now spans around 22,000 kilometres with all of its branches. However, the building of the Great Wall also involved the sweat and blood of ancient labourers. Many people were worked to death during the construction process. There's a famous story to trace it back. A young woman named Meng Jiang made a long, solitary journey to deliver winter clothes to her husband, a labourer on the grandiose Great Wall construction project. As she arrived and found her hubby already dying of hunger and tiredness, she wailed and her bitter tears made the wall fall. Number two, which is actually an equally important achievement made by Qin Shi Huang, is that he founded the first unified feudal empire in China's history. After the Qin state conquered all other warring states, Qin Shi Huang declared himself the first emperor. Until that point, there had only been kings. 
he unified China not only in terms of territory but also a unified system of weights and measures, writing and currency. The unification of currency circulating in the market promoted exchanges of commodities and economic development. How residents within the EU member states began leading a comfortably easy life after using the euro as their unified currency may build a link to the picture as Qin Shi Huang's contribution to his citizens' lives. This is not Qin Shi Huang's only historic monument. He also built the impressive terracotta army in his pursuit of immortality. It's now recognized as the eighth wonder of the world. So here comes the third thing that you need to know. The terracotta warriors and horses were not known to the general public until the 1970s, when a group of local villagers in Lintong County, 35 kilometers east of Xi'an, the capital of northwest China's Shanxi province, planned to dig a well to fight the drought. As they were digging, they found several wrecked terracotta figures and some bronze weapons. They immediately informed the local authority. This way, over 8,000 impressive life-size terracotta warriors and horses, along with tens of thousands of pieces of weaponry, have successfully been uncovered from three pits where the army of the terracotta warriors had slept for almost 2,200 years. In ancient times, people believed in an afterworld, and the military was so important to him that he built the terracotta army to aid him in the afterlife and also protect his soul in the afterworld. According to historical records, Qin Shi Huang mobilized 700,000 workers to build his underground palace over a period of up to 40 years. Both the Great Wall and terracotta warriors withstood the test of time and are still standing. Fact number four that you need to know is his new value system had placed meritocracy over aristocracy. High-level officials and generals could be anybody who had the skill and the competence for the posts, and only the ruler of the state derived his privilege from birthright. This had a fundamental impact on future Chinese dynasties, in which examinations were introduced to promote people into government capacities as opposed to inheriting the positions as had been done in the past. Su Shi, a famous poet and a statesman of the Song dynasty who lived more than a thousand years later than Qin Shi Huang, reasoned that the first emperor's success in the country's unification stems from his new value system that puts men of knowledge and men of capability into important positions. For instance, Shang Yang, who was not a native of Qin State during the Warring States period, was recognized and hired by Qin Shi Huang. As a reformer of the state of Qin, Shang advocated a series of policies that lay the foundations that would enable Qin to conquer all other states and unify the country for the first time. Qin Shi Huang's merits and tyranny are like two sides of a coin. Qin Shi Huang is both a pioneer and a tyrant. According to Su Shi, the collapse of Qin state is also attributed to his later barbaric act of burning books and burying scholars alive in 213 BC. So now comes our next fact that you need to know. The supposed burning of texts in 213 BC 
and the burial alive of 460 scholars in 210 BC. The many different political theories, known as the Hundred Schools of Thought, and many history books were destroyed in the process. Following the advice of his chief advisor, Qin Shi Huang ordered most previously existing books to be burned in order to avoid scholars' comparison of his reign with the past. Some historians hold that the burning of books was also motivated by Qin Shi Huang's desire to standardize scripts because it was a method of removing books with non-standard writing. So the scholars, who were found owning the forbidden books, had been buried alive. Qin Shi Huang is said to have maintained strict order and valued obedience above all. If Qin Shi Huang is thought a ruler of harshness, his personality has something to do with his complicated family background. So let's talk a bit about his family as a final thing in today's fact box. Qin Shi Huang came to the throne at 13. The only person he could rely on was his mother, Zhao Ji. However, the noticeably improper behavior of Qin Shi Huang's mother gave him no support, but brought him great embarrassment. Following her king husband's death, Zhao Ji has not only continued her clandestine love affair with Liu Bu Wei, but also later had an affair with Lao Ai, one of Liu Bu Wei's family retainers. Zhao Ji and Lao Ai even gave birth to two illegitimate children. Her scandalous behavior caused Qin Shi Huang, in a fit of rage, to kill Lao Ai and his two illegitimate half-brothers and then forced Zhao Ji to move from the royal palace. However, it appears that Zhao Ji's deeds affected his son deeply. Gradually, Qin Shi Huang began to hate women and become cruel to others. The Qin dynasty was short-lived, lasting only 15 years. Building the gigantic Great Wall and impressive terracotta warriors, or horses, the emperor's reinforcement of legalism within the administrative systems to maintain public order, the act of burning books and burying scholars alive have made him notorious. The ruler of the Han dynasty, which replaced the Qin thereafter, used these facts as evidence to prove his collapse and their ruling instead was a reasonable necessity. Today, the only concrete sources about the Qin dynasty come largely from Han dynasty historians, and the Han dynasty rulers are thought to be proactive in doing publicity about Qin Shi Huang's atrocities. But to be objective, Qin Shi Huang had achieved quite a few significant historical accomplishments, in addition to the unification of ancient China and those landmark constructions. Economically, commerce was enhanced as currency, weights, roads and cart axle lengths were standardized. The development of roads and canals also created better connectivity between major trading areas. Do you think Qin Shi Huang's achievements outweigh his faults? Many scholars give a definite answer, believing that he did more good than harm. Fundamentally, he established a government's model that successive dynasties emulated throughout the rest of Chinese history. He had to do the unpopular work of getting everything in place. 
Special thanks to San Lian Zhongdu for making this podcast possible. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe and give us a rating wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. I'm Mark. See you next time on Makers and Shakers of Chinese History. Thank you.